Hey everybody, it's uh, Sex with Sue and Adam. Hi. And, uh, hi, this is what, episode four? I believe so. Wow, we are uh, cooking with gas. Okay. Yeah. And uh, welcome back. We've been talking about, uh, you know, somebody asked me what my niche is. And I said it is helping people find love and connection mm -hmm. in a variety of different models. And the subtext or the, you know, the, the, the in parenthesis would be and getting you laid with integrity. The sort of asterisks. Yeah, you will. the asterisks. Getting you laid with integrity. No pun intended. And <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of the area. And I don't know how I got into that. You know, I know non-monogamy is a huge topic. It used to be in the top, you know, ten most common things I saw. Now it's in the top three. And but it's really about people trying to connect and the fact that there are new ways to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had another conversation with a guy about dating and he's like, he meets all these women that are looking for traditional relationships. And I said, yeah, in my opinion, 80 to 90% of women are looking for something conventional. Yeah. And only 20% of men are looking for something conventional. Fair enough. Uh-huh. So you understand the problems. And a lot of women are really triggered by it when, you know, the reality is is that this is the way it is, right? That this is how guys are feeling. So. Uh, and just to jump on that, I wonder how much that is just a society and growing up. Like, you don't, there, there's no version of Cinderella where she dates two guys. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how, Disney, how much? How much? Yeah. How much of it is growing up and fantasizing oh, about adult life? I blame life? Disney a lot. I, yeah. I have no time for it when it comes to real relationships. Yeah. You know, or somebody said uh, rom coms, which is Disney for people who can buy their own movie tickets. But yeah. it's it's crazy. Like I really do think if you're stuck in that model, mm -hmm. um, you know your your reality of of marriage is you know I, I i call it conscious dating and conscious relationships this is it's about really owning what you what you need to do and it's hard like i was in my own relationship where it was really hard for me to t to to be to come clean to be really transparent because it wasn't safe for me you know I, yeah. got, I got you know you know my partner would go up one side of me and down the other if i you know not physically but it, you know lose his shit when i was talking about how I was feeling. Yeah. Even though he was doing the same thing, right? We're talking about non-monogamy. He had lots of play partners, but the minute that I did and wanted to, t and was able, you know, I just knew if I talked to him about it, it would not be okay. Now, was it a possessive thing or a jealousy thing? Yeah, or? definitely some jealousy for sure, and he'd have owned that, but either way, do the work. You know, either you're in it or you're not in it. But yeah. it's, it's, you know, fair is not always equal, but... No. It doesn't mean you get, you know, to have a decade of a zillion other partners and I get to stay home twiddling my thumbs. That's not going to work. So exactly. it, it wasn't exactly that, but, you know, they're different. It's about being safe enough to be able to talk talk about it in a way that, that's open. So then when it comes to that kind of scenario, though, where two partners are entering into non-monogamy for the first time without any previous experience and... They're, they're allowed, like I found that I was allowed to grow when I entered non-monogamy. I was allowed to explore aspects of myself that traditionally I was not able to explore, right? Okay. So what happens then when two partners grow in different directions when it comes to non-monogamy? Non-monogamy is really tough slogging. It's tough. It's like, tough. For example, one partner wants to have a series of one-night experiences mm -hmm. and another person wants to have a reoccurring partner, mm -hmm. right? Those are two very different expectations mm -hmm. that you may not be aware of until... You're already in it. Yep. And yep. 
And it's, it's, so it's to talk about it a few hundred thousand times and be really clear about what you want. And you may not know, mm-hmm. as you said, until you're in it. And then you try it and go, oh, this isn't working for me. Sure. And you have to have enough strength of character and the relationship has to be solid enough. This mm-hmm. is not, you don't do this to, to make your relationship better. No. Good relationships make this work. Uh-huh. And you guys have got to figure out that you're on the same page and grow together. Yeah. You know, we were talking earlier about, you know, that, you know, you go on your, your merry way and try to find new partners. And it, as you said, in your scenario, you want to give them the background just in, on the one you were talking about? Yeah. Sorry. So we, we started record. We started talking about just doing a general catch up and then we realized we should just record this. So what's going on is me and my wife, we're looking at uh, a closed circle with two other uh, people, another couple. And that's what they wanted. They wanted a closed circle and, mm-hmm. and, and whatever. And, and closed being that, that neither one of you play outside of the four. Yes. Right. So anyways, uh, through a series of like misfortunate events, we did not sync up. Right? Now, they want to remain friends. And so it's that awkward transitional now of can you remain friends after introducing a sexual aspect into the relationship? And honestly... Another like another vice versa. This is we have two other friends that we're very close with, who are in the lifestyle but are not part of associated groups or anything like that. And uh, we had a conversation with them very recently because we were very flirty with them, obviously, because mm-hmm. they knew we were in the lifestyle. We knew they were in the lifestyle. And it was great to be able to have these very open and frank conversations. But then we had to have a conversation of, are you attra- like are you interested in playing with us as a couple or individuals or so on and so forth, and. That was like, okay, we really like you as friends and we don't want to introduce this in an additional element because, as my friend said, uh, the male of the group, that once the problem they've had in the past is introducing that into friendships and then that becoming an expectation of every single time you hang out. Yes. Like that, that time of just hanging out and having a couple of beers in the backyard is now uh, supplemented with this additional uh, uh-huh. thing. And then if you know three out of four people want it and one doesn't for whatever reason, then it becomes an issue. So they, they said they'd rather just remain friends and, and avoid that. And there is some truth to that. Mm-hmm. You know, on the other hand, if you go looking for play partners. Yes. You know, as I said, if you, if you if you like this new couple and want to be friends with them, you know, great. You know, and mm. then you have two groups of friends that you can talk to about, about lifestyle stuff. Yes. I have lots and lots and lots and lots of friends in the lifestyle that I won't, haven't played with and will never play with. Yeah. Um, but it's this idea that... You get to, you know, I remember people asking and, and going, well, I just want to be friends. And I'm like, I have lots of friends. Yes. I do. I have lots of friends. I'm out on this journey looking for potential play partners. Yes. And I see it with my clients all the time. I don't necessarily need another friend. And so I only have limited band space. What I say about polyamory is love is infinite. You can love, you know, 12 kids. Mm-hmm. You can love a whole pile of people, mm-hmm. but you only have enough bandwidth. You know, it's time resources to yeah. manage what you got. I yeah. can't have another full time partner. Like I don't have enough. I don't have enough hours in the day to get what I need to do done now. So to add, so in terms of friendship, if I'm looking, if my needs are, I want a, a subsequent relationship and I want to play. I don't have time for a friendship that isn't what I need in a friend mm-hmm. and isn't what I need in a play partner. Sorry, sure. I, I can still like you. I have, I remember saying to people, 
you know, I spend a lot of my, I'm an, I'm a out and about like very vocal naturist, meaning I'm a nudist. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a kid. You couldn't keep clothes on. I went to all the nude beaches in university. I had a house at Cypress Cove, which is the biggest nude community in Florida. Um, I have, you know, I spend my summers, you, I hate putting on a bathing suit, hate it, wet, wet sandy bathing suits. I hate, 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 stamp around and get mad if I have to wear one. And so I say to people, it's not that I don't like you. I just don't have time to, if you're not willing to drop the laundry or you have a problem with seeing me naked, yeah. I'm spending all summer at the cottage swimming naked and I'm spending, if I can, be in Florida at the Florida place naked. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not that I, you know, friends from high school or university, not that I won't meet you for a breakfast or a lunch, yeah. but I don't have a lot of time to hang out with you if you're not doing something that's important to me. That's very fair. So that's the, that's the reality. It's, mm-hmm. it's people don't think, again, it goes back to conscious dating. And I think there's also this piece about conscious, you know, lifestyle play. It's, it's a hundred different swingers, a hundred different answers, hundred different poly people. Like, it's just, you know, it becomes just exhausting. Mm. You know, I, I posted something recently for the ducklings, you know, we're having this Oktoberfest, which is very PG. You know, it's at a winery. It's just kind of, we're all going to drink beer and dress up like Bavarian beer wenches and go off and, you know, Oktoberfest and yay. Yeah. And it's going to be fun and we got a live band and it's going to be great. And I posted it on a poly Facebook group that I'm a member of. Mm-hmm. And I got a note from the organizer saying they've had some complaints that I'm pushing swinging. And I'm like, there is no swinging. There is no play. It's a winery. Mm-hmm. There's no, it's, it's only going to be us at the, like, it closes at four and it's us from four to 11, but... There, so there's not kids around, but there's not, eh, the owner is ex-military. And, and, and going back PG. to the, the, the duck system, right? Right. The, the, the one to five duck system. This is a... This is a two to three. So a one is educational, two would be, you know, comedy. Listening to live music would be a two duck. Kind of fun, happy, flirty. I know they're going to play that song, Show Them to Me, which is the comedy song where the women show, full up, lift up their shirt and flash their boobs. Yeah. I think that will happen at this event, you know, party. So it's not, And that's what makes it a three-duck, is, is yeah, the possibility of nudity yeah, or something like that. Yeah, possibility of nudity. This is not your parents' wine tour or, or Oktoberfest with a whole bunch of, you know, aging German people, although those yeah. people can be pretty twisted and naked too, but whatever. Well, Germans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bless them. <laughs> Bless them. This is not, uh, but it's, it's not crazy. Mm. A four, so three duck, when we did the dominatrix tour, that was a three duck. A four duck means it's clothing optional. We had a four plus, which meant it was, clo- it was, it was, it was, you were allowed to sort of be flirty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you went off in the bushes and were fooling around, I said, just be discreet. Oh, my first story about that though is I told everybody to be discreet mm-hmm. and we had an event with three bathrooms and all the bathrooms were locked. People were like, I'm like, I got to pee and there's a lineup at each of the bathrooms and it turns out people are playing in the bathroom. And they mm-hmm. said, Sue, you told us to be discreet. I'm like, twack. Yeah. No, go, you know, be, go find a corner. Go, you know, like if you grow, you know, if there's some groping or there's somebody on the massage table and it gets a little flirty, but I don't want, it's not a sex place. It's, it's, it's not, not it's not fucking a t- in yeah. the middle of it. Yeah, things. 100%. Um, and a five duck means there's sex on premises. There's a room. You don't have to play. The room's there. If you don't want to look at it, it can just be like a two duck. You could just talk to people, but. That's what's uh, that's what's going on. So it's it's an interesting process. So trying to find a way to navigate this and and know that I think that's really important when we talk about 
Yeah, we talk about what that looks like. Yeah, it, it's it's getting in, it's getting into that, and so in this case, the Oktoberfest is a three duck event where there might be a little bit of nudity, possibly maybe. Yeah, so I posted on the Facebook group, and I get grief from the organizers that I'm just too out there, too swingy, and they have rules about Polly, and I'm like, yeah, I think that there needs to be some some parameters, and if this is your definition, okay, I respect it. It's not mine. Polly, in my mind, means loving more than one person and, and having a variety and being open to a variety of different models. They only are. This is the model. And, and ducks aren't exclusively poly no, or swingers. Or, or kinky or, or monogamous or, you know, married just looking for a sexy night out. So in this, in my group, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. But in these other groups, there's such, you know, everybody's rigid. I just find this rigidity. You know, the same thing happens you know, with kink events and lifestyle, I think we talked briefly about it last time, right? Is mm-hmm. that you go to a kink event mm. and you got to negotiate with somebody's dom before you touch anybody. And, you know, you don't, can't even shake hands with somebody. Mm-hmm. I remember being at an event where this woman's beating on this guy and, and she's this huge whip and she's really hitting him. And they are between me and all the people in the bathroom. And of course I'm a middle-aged woman. I have to pee. And so I finally had to interrupt the scene and go, excuse me, so that I wasn't going to get a whip in the face. And she bruises it on me. How dare you interrupt my scene? And I'm like, I'm trying to get to the bathroom and don't you hit me with that. Yeah. And there wasn't a dungeon master there to manage it. I would have gone up to the dungeon master. Can you get, escort me safely to the bathroom? Because her whip is so big. Yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to get hit with it. How long are we talking? Like when was like... It was crazy big. It was, yeah. Like a, like a bull whip? No, not quite. But she was she was hauling ass on this guy, man. It I, Like he stayed hit. Yeah. And he's up on chain. Anyway, I just was like, look, you know, there is common sense. And I find that just the rigidity of this is how it's supposed to be. They're like reform smokers or, mm. you know, those running room cults or, you know, like everybody, this is this, you know, they become cult-like and, and that's, anyway, that's a whole other story. But kinky, but in, you have to be as kinky, it's no until they say yes. And with swingers, it's yes until they say no. So mm. if you're at a swinger event, I can go up to you and give you a big hug. Yeah. I wouldn't do more than that, but I would give you a big hug or go over and talk to your wife mm-hmm. and say, you know, aren't you lovely and give her a hug Yeah. until they say no. Yeah. Right? It's that kind of dynamic. So mm-hmm. you put the swingers and the kinky people together and all of a sudden you get, you know, sometimes can get a... A bit problematic. A bit problematic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's one of those things. So going back to the poly group then. So are you saying then you think that the organizers and the moder- moderates of... Moderates. The mods of this group are stuck with one definition of what poly is, and you you seem to run counter to that. I I definitely run counter to that. The question is, is whether I like their it's their group. Mm -hmm. I thought their group would be interested in what we're doing. Absolutely. Um, I think some of them are. I think that it tends to be women who tend to be all caught up in you know hair and and I you know I believe that safe women are sexy women, and if they they feel that across the boundaries of their group mm-hmm. then i'm in error yeah. and i need to post somewhere else yeah um i disagree with the fact that it becomes so rigid at these things that you spend too much time doing that and somebody would say that's how we keep people safe and i'm like cool do your thing but it becomes the you know and i'm i'm older than some of the young poly people that are running these, right? And, sure. And I've been around, and I just didn't just fall off the turnip truck. And I've been a sex therapist for close to 30 years. So I, you know, I'm a woman at 50. I get it. Mm-hmm. 
uh, now in my early 50s, because you can do the math on that. But anyway, it, it, it allows me to say, eh, I think you need to just, you know, just chill a little bit, mm -hmm. right? And the more you can do that, the more likely you are to get what you need. You know, my new book that I'm writing is basically chill the fuck out. It's yeah. just, it's stop, you know, and for it's mainly for guys who are like vibrating and want to hump your knee. Yeah. But it's also for people who are just so rigid and it goes back to that Disney reality. Yes. Where it becomes, yeah, it, it, it becomes problematic because you're basing your expectations on something that has been pushed through a very minute lens, which is mon monogamy. And, right. and there and, is there is a lot to be said about toxic monogamy. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. Absolutely, but I, I think there has to be an awareness, and I, I would hope that culturally, mono, uh, non monogamy, poly, swinger, etc., have more representation in cultural media, so that way more people are aware of that they have some choices. They have some choices because some people might be very focused on I, this. I guess it's just about being open minded and tolerant, mm -hmm. right? I. I I'm a member of, I mentioned, I'm a member of a lot of nude communities. And I have a lot of, I had a nude couple that I've known for a decade. Nice people would be great ducks. Mm. And I've invited them to a couple of things. And they were told by other people in the nude community that we are these crazy orgies and that you had to, you just have to say no like three or four times. And, and from people who'd never been to them. And I'm like, are you kidding? We are the farm team compared to the swinger groups. We are so weird. Just a lot of times they're just date nights. And no, we're none of that things. And they finally came to something and went, oh my God, we're immediately going to become members. This is great. You guys are so nice and kind yeah. and, and non-threatening and lovely. And I'm like, yeah. And you didn't believe me or other people you know well in the nude community who said this. Find out for yourself that's, that's cool. But it's this idea that even the nudists who don't like being judged because they want to be naked hmm. are judging other people. And yeah. it just exhausts me. It just exhausts me. I get But exhausted. I wonder how much that is just human condition. There always has to be an us versus them. Well, yeah, that's that's fair. Or the story. It's this, you know, yeah. we're, the, we're, the, we're the hot story. Oh, we can talk about them. Yeah. But for uh, we're, we're approaching the end of this episode. But I would like to say to anyone who's interested in, in this kind of lifestyle within the Ottawa area or no. Ontario. No, we have a chapter in Florida. We okay. have chapters in Toronto and Durham. And um, we had a little group in Montreal, not a big group. And there are a bunch of them out west. If you're out west, we got a whole bunch of ducks out there. So we are the ducklings.com. Mm -hmm. Find it, see it. You know, it doesn't how it, it send us a note, you know, you know, figure it out. We're all going to Temptations in a month, which is a resort. A, a resort in Mexico where we're all gonna be there is a sexy pool, it's gonna be crazy, and you're gonna have people around you that have your back. Now it's fast and there's so if you're interested, send me a note. Yeah, which and, is sue at sexwithsue.com. And then, yeah, I said we're going to be having a Twitter set up and some other accounts. Yeah. But in this case, if you are interested, please reach out to Sue. And, again, we're not trying to lie to you in terms of, like, it, it's perfectly safe. It is very, very safe. Right? Ducks. And, and, yeah. Ducks are and, and, no, and this no, is a no, great no. way Ducks to kind of... exceptionally safe. Yeah. It's and, run by women, and it we take safety really seriously. And it's very important to be able to say, like, you will be safe here. And you can explore whatever aspect you want of mm -hmm. of this lifestyle. And and there's no boxes. I hate like that's my that's what I get bitchy about with um you know with some of the like like eHarmony. Oh my god, if you don't fit into a box, 
eHarmony sucks for you mm -hmm. because you're trying to fit into a box. And if you don't, yeah. it is not the right, it's, I don't think it's the right dating thing for a lot of people, but it's not the right dating thing. Same kind of thing with non-monogamy. It bugs me when we all have to fit to. into a box, even with the poly people, even with the swingers. This mm -hmm. is how it's supposed to be. Well, the minute I'm a therapist, the minute you start saying it's supposed to, the yeah. hair on the back of my neck goes up. So we encourage people to have a look at it. Sue at Sex with Sue. I'm Sue McGarvey, and this is Adam, my hey. friend Adam. Everybody, have a great week, and uh, we'll uh, look forward to uh, having you tune into the next episode. Take be care. Safe.